Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Good morning, everyone. This is Jeremy Evans, your host of Believe in Sports Law via the Believe Podcast Network. Today is Monday, August 10th, 2020. Hope that you're doing well and uh, that all is going uh, okay with, um, or great rather, with your family and friends and your work, uh, despite the circumstances. Really appreciate you listening in uh, for this week's episode. It is uh, on theatrical theatrical windows, and we'll get into what that means and what that is and, and what we're talking about. But um, there was a recent deal made between, uh, back at the end of July, made between AMC Theaters, uh, which is one of the larger theater chains, and uh, Universal Studios. So uh, normally these two parties are adversaries, but they came together on a deal to shorten the theatrical window. And uh, again, as I mentioned, we'll get into uh, what that what that actually means uh, and what this deal means for Hollywood in general. So, you know, as we all know, um, you know, theatrical windows, uh, I think one thing to keep in mind as we're going through this, this uh, podcast today is it's sort of my overall feeling that uh, the shortening of the theatrical window is actually going to open up some opportunities. So keep that in mind. But uh, as we all know, sort of change is a constant in life and in business, right? And adaptation is the key to success in business and, and, and in life, really. Uh, it's almost the anticipation, anticipate, anticipate, I can't talk today, anticipation of um, change and these sorts of things. But uh, of course, the entertainment, media, sports industries, and businesses uh, are no different. So uh, this universal deal, Hollywood Reporter ran a great article on it. Uh, they're again one of the major major TV studios. Uh, they they brokered this deal with AMC, which is one of the major the, uh, theater chains. And uh, what we have is sort of changes. Essentially, this this could create a snowball effect because by changing theatrical window, um, they've created some opportunities. And so just a little background: that theatrical window is where it's the time between release of a film in a theater to the time that you can consume it at home. And whether that be video on demand where you pay, you know, $19, $20 to watch it as a rental, whether you purchase it, um, you know, as a download, uh, some people still use DVDs. Um, I know I have them. I don't use them as much, but uh, they are out there. Um, and you can probably get them for pretty cheap on uh, Amazon prime or whatever. But it's the time between release and the time where you can consume it on your own, not having to use a in-person sort of um, venue to do it, right? So normally that theatrical window uh, to where you can get it on video on demand or VOD or television video on demand, TVOD or TVOD um, is usually about three months uh, in the United States. And then overseas in Europe, it's usually about 19 weeks or four and a half months. So that's a pretty significant amount of time, right? But it's not something that we're, you know, we're, we're, we're used to that. You know, this is not something that is, is, is foreign to us um, 
uh, moviegoers. And um, so the deal between Universal and AMC, uh, again, normally adversaries in, an art, in sort of this longstanding argument over shortening the theatrical window, which there's a lot of history there, and it's something that theaters have pushed back against. Um, where it was three months to about 19 weeks, four and a half months or so, um, is now 17 days. So it's a significant, unprecedented change uh, that AMC and Universal have brokered in terms of shortening that theatrical window. So in looking that at this in sort of a, uh, in the larger context of why did this happen and how did this happen, right? Uh, long sort of thought to be impossible to move and to shorten. It's something studios have tried to do for years because they'd like to reach more consumers sooner, especially folks who don't want to go to theaters, even pre-COVID. Um, there's really three important changes that I can see that allowed this deal to come together for Universal and AMC uh, to shorten Hollywood's um, theatrical uh, window, release window. The first is streaming. You know, the technology is, is, is obviously now there. The content is now there. Uh, the streaming wars, I'm sh the streaming wars, I'm sure you've heard of it uh, with all these new streamers coming out and all the content they're trying to push. Um, it's, it's really an ever-increasing proposition, right? And it's been that way since its inception. Content is always increasing. Intellectual property is always increasing. And the technology is getting better. So... Um, really streaming opened the door to shortening the theatrical window because the immediacy of content being consumed creates that opportunity because consumers are there at the, you know, essentially saying, oh, if we can have it now, why can't we have it now? You know, why wait three months to, you know, four and a half months? And the truth of it is, is that if you're on the board of directors of a major company, um, you're going to be a, you're a decision maker Consumers should always be at the forefront of how content is delivered because, or how your product is delivered because ultimately it's their interest and their pocketbooks that drive, or at least should drive your, uh, the business decision making. So I think reason number one of why this deal for AMC and Universal came together was streaming. Uh, technology, the availability of content to be immediately available, I think has opened up that opportunity. I think number two is the pandemic. Uh, COVID-19 has, in my opinion, sped up the, the digital transformation of the economy and of businesses. And where you have a ton of people at home and working from home, there's going to be more opportunity to consume content because time that would normally have been spent commuting, time that would have normally been spent, um, let's say, sitting at your desk at work, you know, whatever it might be. Um, you know, time on the weekends, you're going to have that time now for consumers. And I wrote about this previously in an article about television and why television was so popular during sort of this pandemic. And obviously COVID was one of the reasons. There was a few other reasons and uh, cost and, and length of production and time and everything else that goes into it. But what I had written at that time was I said time and content are an important thing. When people have more time, they generally consume more content. So uh, ultimately, I think the pandemic has sped up that process because what was already um, going to occur because of streaming 
just sort of added to it, right? And uh, it sort of pushed that opportunity or it pushed that circumstance further um, than what normally would have happened in a, in a different sort of regular time. And, you know, the restrictions uh, on in-person contact, whether perceived or government ordered, um, whether, you know, people want to stay at home or whether the government is saying basically stay at home or wear a mask or whatever it is, it's definitely discouraged people from going out to the movies and being there in person. So, of course, Universal saw this. All the studios have seen this happen. So those are the first two reasons uh, for AMC theaters and Universal making this deal. One is streaming. The technology has been there. Streaming has continued to increase in terms of content availability. The pandemic has only sped up that process to say people are home, you know, give them the content sooner. Uh, otherwise, the option is let's delay the movie release for a year. And that's not good for anybody. It's not good for the talent to get paid. It's not good for moviegoers because they don't get to see the, the content. It's not good for the studios because they're not getting paid and theaters aren't getting paid either. And one thing about this is that this deal between Universal and AMC, it's it's not reported uh, officially, but essentially I think the deal is is that AMC theaters gets 10% of whatever the studio charges. Uh, so let's say it's $20, they would get 10% of that. Now, of course, if the studio does not own the platform they're distributing on, let's say if it's a universal film showing up on Amazon Prime, obviously Prime's going to want its cut too for reaching its customers on its platform. The whole content is king, the distribution is queen uh, you know, aspect of business. The third and final piece um, to these sort of theatrical windows opening and creating opportunities in the sense of theatrical windows shortening and creating opportunities at the same time. The third idea is the uh, success of video on demand. So the first two were sort of creating the foundation for it with streaming and the pandemic and sort of allowing for that opportunity to move forward quicker than it might normally have. But the success of video on demand, I think, was really the um, the kicker. It was the straw that broke the camel's back, so to speak. Um, to put some context of, into this, NBC Universal, which is the parent company of Universal Pictures or Universal Studios, in the sense of the uh, the company making the films and where they're making them at, um, has clearly been on a path to compete with Netflix and Amazon in terms of content distribution. Right? Uh, it previously, and I I, I wrote about this. It had a deal to and did purchase Fandango. It had a deal and did purchase Vudu, which is the, the um, online video on demand platform um, where you can either purchase or rent or you can get early access to films. Um, you can even have um, uh, rentals, this sort of thing. And you can have ad based, um, advertisement based uh, content where people can watch stuff for free. So, um, Universal, Universal already did those deals. And then, of course, it just released, uh, I think it was back in April, it's Peacock Streamer. Um, so those are all proof of, um, you know, really NBC Universal trying to keep up and compete with, you know, the Netflix and Amazons in terms of content distribution. Uh, but again, I think the tipping point was the success of Universal's Trolls World Film, uh, World Tour Film. Uh, that made over $100 million in rental purchase revenue uh, to date. Uh, and that was done through 
um, immediate uh, video on demand release. So, and of course now when that was happening, um, it was also released in the theaters and in um, what theaters were open at the time anyway. So there was some revenue coming in from that. Now this of course raises uh, three questions. So when we're looking at theatrical windows shortening and creating opportunities, uh, going from you know three months to uh, seventeen days, um, you know all because of streaming, the pandemic, in terms of pushing it forward and creating something that would not normally have happened, and then the success of the, the Trolls movie with video on demand, it uh, we sort of see that why these theatrical windows were shortened, but it raises three questions. The first is how will studios, other studios, streamers, and theaters react? How will the Academy of Motion Pictures of Arts and Sciences, uh, the Oscars, react? Because the awards are important here, and they usually require some theatrical window. And then three, will revenue figures be the same for video on demand versus a traditional theatrical release? Well, to point one, Netflix has already purchased the Egyptian theater in Hollywood. So they've already shown their cards in some sense of where they're going to go with this, because they're essentially going to use the Egyptian theater to release their films for probably a 17-day window or whatever it might be to still be considered for the awards season and um, and not have to pay distribution fees. So a uh, terrific move on their part in that sense. Um, and then we'll probably make that you know specific theater, I mean, it'll probably sell out, right? Because if they do distribute in other places, great, but um, they'll at least take all the profit from that particular venue and be able to control distribution, uh, which was not allowed previously under the Paramount decrees, which are, of course, now under the current um, Justice Department have been relaxed based on technology and consumer trends. Um, and of course, you know, consumers consistently want and demand things more quickly and efficiently. So um, especially where, when content has the technical ability to be streamed immediately. So the solution actually may be in offering more consumer choice. So release on video on demand uh, as Universal did, but also having theaters that are open. And maybe the theater choice is less expensive to drive attendance. So, uh, and again, that's the, the path that uh, Universal took. So clearly streamers, studios, and theaters will need to adapt and change uh, to meet the market where it's at and where it's going. As to point two, the Academy has already shown a willingness to adjust its rules to the pandemic. There was a great article in the LA Times and another great article in LA Magazine about this. Um, so it would be surprising to see the rule changes not stay permanent or at least not bend going forward uh, to market demand. Um, of course, the decision of the Academy is going to have a major effect on whether studios continue to shorten the theatrical window and whether other studios follow. So it's my belief, I still think Universal can qualify for uh, awards if they do that 17-day window. So, because theoretically, you could have a film that doesn't do well in the theaters and then, you know, go straight to video on demand. Um, and that video, that film could be considered for an award. Now, in reality, it wouldn't be, right? Because if a film didn't last in the theaters, it's probably not going to be considered for an award. But you get the point. And then finally to um, point three, Revenue was actually down in Universal's recent release of Trolls compared to the previous uh, Trolls, I guess, the first one. However, 
there are some questions to think about. One is, are the numbers down because people are spending less money during the pandemic? Uh, do these same people need to adjust uh, to the new shorter theatrical window uh, model? Uh, will the revenue increase once a simultaneous release VOD in theater can occur on a wider scale? So where you have VOD release, but you also have massive amounts of theaters also distributing the film. And then will consumers demand more content with content arriving sooner in their homes, which also presents more opportunity? I think the likely answer to each of those questions is probably yes. Uh, either way, there is a lot of change foot in Hollywood, and uh, it is an exciting time and also, um, you know, a, a very interesting time. So anyways, folks, I uh, really appreciate you listening this week. Um, again, I'm your host, Jeremy Evans. Uh, this is uh, Blue, via the Blue Podcast Network, and today's topic was on theatrical windows shortening and how that creates opportunity. Thank you so much for listening in. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.